just as I am. Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And Welcome back. In this episode, I hope to answer the question, is Jesus the only way to God? Now, this question stems from John chapter 14, verse number 6, in which Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Now, in this verse, Jesus claims he is the exclusive way to reach God. And he's exclusive in the sense that he excludes all other religious founders, all other religious leaders, and all other religions as a means of communing with the divine. Now, some find Jesus' claim offensive. They find it offensive that only Christians can have a relationship with God. They ask if there's a heaven, can only Christians go to heaven? And then there's also the related claim or related question, don't all religions pretty much teach the same thing? Now, Jesus' claim only makes sense if what the Bible says about the world and about Jesus himself is true. So to answer this question, I want to take a couple of steps back and consider what the Bible has to say about what's wrong with the world. Christianity says that sin is the problem with the world. We all share a sense that there is something fundamentally wrong with the world around us. There are many joys, many beauties, and much good to celebrate and appreciate in this world. But all of that good is mingled with a darker side, a darker side that's made up of suffering and atrocities and injustice. We've talked about that in past episodes. So we have one world, but two very divergent testimonies about the nature of the world. And it's this sense that there is something fundamentally wrong with the world that has driven many people to seek answers, to find answers. And that really is the source of much of philosophy and theology down through the centuries. Now, the Bible has an answer as to why this darker side exists, and we talked about that in the series of lessons on the problem of evil. The Bible in general, and the New Testament in specific, says sin is responsible for that darker side of the human experience. Like we talked about in the problem of evil, The explanation the Bible gives for pain and suffering is that sin is in the world, and sin has effects and consequences. Sometimes I suffer because of my own sins, sometimes I suffer because of the sins of others, and sometimes I suffer just because sin is in the world. And the ultimate consequence for sin 
isn't pain and suffering. It's not death. The ultimate consequence for sin is separation from God. The Bible teaches us that God is holy, that he cannot commune with sinful people. So the consequences for sin are severe. We can't have an association with God if sin exists. Now, the Bible's diagnosis of what's wrong with the world does differ from other religions. All religions generally agree that something is amiss, but they diagnose the root issue differently and prescribe different remedies. For example, if my understanding is correct, Islam says the problem with this world is pride, and the answer is submission. Buddhism, if I rightly understand it, and please correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, Buddhism says the problem with the world is suffering, and the answer is transcendence. Now, the Bible agrees with both of those problems, that both of those issues are problems in the world, that pride and suffering are serious symptoms, but they're symptoms of a deeper problem. The real problem with the world, according to the Bible, is sin. So the answer to the question, is Jesus the only way to God, hinges on whether or not we accept this as the correct diagnosis. What we learn from the New Testament is that Jesus was sent by God to deal with this world's sin problem. That was his ultimate mission. In John chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, Jesus is talking with the Pharisee Nicodemus. And he says to Nicodemus, He who believes in him is not condemned, talking about Jesus, the Son of God. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Now in that passage, light represents Jesus. It represents the only begotten Son of God. Light has come into the world to condemn the darkness, and the condemnation, Jesus says, is that human beings love darkness rather than light because our deeds are evil. So God sent his Son into the world to expose our sin problem, and in exposing our sin problem, he offers a way of escape. Jesus talks about this some more later on in John chapter 8, verse number 24. He says, Therefore I say to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. What will happen to us if we do not believe in Jesus? We will die in our sins. Those sins will remain unforgiven upon death. We die with sins on our record, so to speak. If we go just a few verses later to John chapter 8, verses 34 through 36, Jesus responds to the Jewish leaders with this, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Jesus says habitual sin is slavery to sin, and slaves cannot be part of a household which means 
we cannot be part of God's family, part of God's household, if we are enslaved to sin. Jesus offers to free us from that slavery to sin, and that freedom from sin allows us to become a part of God's family. We all can be called sons of God when we are freed from the shackles of sin. If sin is, in fact, the world's problem, then Jesus is the solution. He exposed our love for evil rather than good. He offers a way of escape from sin for those who believe in him. And if we are slaves to sin, we cannot be a part of God's household. So we need Jesus in order to have an association with God. Which brings us to John chapter 14, verse number 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. When Jesus says he is the way, he means he is the way to live. When he claims to be the truth, he means he is the one who speaks the truth, who reveals the truth, and ultimately is the source of truth. When he calls himself the life, he means that he is the one who gives and sustains life, and in particular, he gives and sustains eternal life. Then he says, no one comes to the Father except by me. This is that statement which is exclusive. It excludes all other options. But remember what we were talking about for the last few minutes. Sin is at the root of the world's problems. Sin separates us from God. Jesus was sent to deal with the problem of sin. So if Jesus sets us free from sin, he is the means by which we can have a relationship with God. We can become a part of God's household. Yes, this is an exclusive claim, but Jesus is telling us that there is no one else who can show us the way. There is no one else who can reveal to us the truth. There are no other means by which we can receive or sustain life. If he is the one who has come to solve our sin problems and our sins are what separates us from God, how else can we have a relationship with the divine? So what gives Jesus the right to make this claim? How does he have the right to say he is the only way to God? Well, I believe it's because of something he says to Nicodemus back in chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Moses crafted a bronze serpent and lifted it up because fiery serpents were killing the children of Israel. And when they looked at the bronze serpent raised up, they would be delivered from what was killing them. Jesus Christ was lifted up on a cross so that he could deliver us from what is killing us, sin. Jesus is the only way because of his death and resurrection. This separates him from all other founders of all other religions, and it sets Christianity apart from all other religions. If sin is the problem and Jesus is the solution, then he is the only way to God but he's also the Son of God. He was with God in the beginning. He was God, as John says at the beginning of this very gospel account. And as John also comments, no one has seen God at any time. 
The only begotten of the Father has declared him. Jesus Christ has made God known to us, and he's returned to be with God. That's a significant point which must be taken into consideration as well. So as I draw this to a close, I'll leave you with a couple of thoughts. You may not believe that sin is what is wrong with the world. If you choose to believe otherwise, seeing Jesus as the only way to God won't make much sense to you. You may not believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus. If that's the case, it's going to be difficult to accept Jesus as the only way to God. And if Jesus was just a man and not the Son of God, my belief that he is the only way may seem offensive or close-minded or both. But as I understand the problem with the world, and as I see the need for a solution to that problem, Jesus being the only way makes sense to me. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,